on fire. This is okay. Everything is on fire and nothing is okay. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny Kay. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Greenleaf. How you doing, Green? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm, just, I'm making it through, pushing through. How are you? Uh, I am screaming internally every single day and nothing is helping. <laughs> Um, with us, existence is pain. <laughs> exactly, existence is pain, especially if you have to schedule political commercials for a radio station. Um, with us, like ninety percent of the time, it's the powerful and beautiful Revsven. How you doing, Padre? Feeling as powerful and beautiful as ever. Like the 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 beard feels like mighty today. But I'm also yes. like super sleepy because I took like a fat not a nap and woke up like maybe 40 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, he's I... ascended into beardfulness. <laughs> the beard gods have blessed him. You know, let me ask a real pointed question, which is, uh, hey Padre, when are we gonna get that beard oil? Oh, dude, probably never now because I'm broke. I, I didn't. Get, I didn't get it started while I had money because I'm irresponsible. <laughs> Sounds like you need a financial backer or backers. Right? Yeah, I, I would say I would definitely be open to like investors and backers, but I would probably just go blow all their money on hookers and cocaine. So I'm going to go ahead and not do that. <laughs> That's how you Full know. disclaimer, I do not support the use of cocaine. Everything else is on the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we have already gone off the rails uh, this uh, this episode. Um, let me just say I want to thank all of you guys who are joining us live and uh, joining us on YouTube or finding us on your favorite podcast platform. If you guys miss any part of the show, you guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. We do have a question of the week this week. That is... What is your favorite game in a particular franchise? Just, you know, what's your favorite Pokemon game, Zelda game, COD, uh, 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 Assassin's Creed, Halo? What's your favorite game of any particular franchise? And uh, feel free to elaborate that on that um, in the comments. If you guys want, you can reach out to us on Twitter. I am at Danny K, A uh, D A N I E C A E. Of course, all of our ads are on the screen as well. Um, yeah. Do you guys just want to get right into it? We got lots to talk about. Yeah, lots of games and stuff because yeah, no news. Right, which is a little weird for where we're at <laughs> in terms of like the news cycle. We technically have one thing we, that popped up today. Yeah, we have like two little stories for the end, but mostly games, which I don't think anyone's going to complain about us just talking about some games that we've touched and played and fun. Like yeah, you like to touch. Um, yes. I, I suppose I'll just start with uh, a demo that I played that I think absolutely everyone should try. Uh, and that is called Gloomwood. So Gloomwood is a first-person horror survival game by New Blood Interactive, the same folks who brought us Unfortunate Spacemen. Uh, some of the other names attached to this is Dylan Rogers and David Zemanski. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. David, I apologize. What's that? 
Did you say David Zemanski? Zizmanski? S-Z-Y-M-A-N-S-K-I. I don't know. That sounds right. Oh, my God. That's the guy that made Squirrel Stapler. No. <laughs> really? Yes, I knew I recognized that name. Oh, my God. He made Squirrel Stapler. Oh. And Dusk. Dusk is good. Yeah, well, Dusk is another uh, New Blood Interactive game. Oh. Um. So, yeah, we. So I, I got my hands on this. Um. I just got my hands on the demo. I haven't got my hands on the full game. New Blood. Sup? Um, <laughs> uh, it's set in a new uh, a neo-Victorian setting where you play as a character trying to escape the city of Gloomwood while unraveling the mysteries of what happened there and why you were brought there in the first place. Uh, the game is available as a demo right now on Steam, as I said, so it's worth picking up and trying. Uh, anyone that might be interested in trying it out, the system requirements are Windows 7 or later, a 2.4 gigahertz dual core processor or higher, uh, 4 gigs of RAM, a GeForce 9800GT or equivalent, and 1 gig of space available on your hard drive. Um, one thing I'll say right off the bat, the game runs really well. It's got an older design aesthetic, reminiscent of the PS1 or uh, PC games of that era. Of that era. Um, the, uh, game is incredibly atmospheric. It, it has a lot of, uh, really well done lighting. Um, and it, it does a really fantastic job of setting the mood, um, and, and kind of concealing things and making you almost afraid of the dark. Um, even though a lot of it is pretty polygonal in terms of like models and, and whatnot. Um, the sound design is pretty well done. Um, like you can hear, you can kind of pinpoint where enemies are uh, based on where they're walking, what kind of things they're walking on. Are they walking on like metal grates? Are they walking on concrete? Are they walking on wood? Um, stuff like that. Although I do have a bit of a nitpick again, and this is just me being nitpicky. Uh, there are some proximity effects that are a little jarring that you feel like it's like you take like a step in like one centimeter direction and all of a sudden that sound effect is gone or it pops in, which is kind of jarring. I, that was one of those things I noticed as I'm like really walking slow and like, you know, trying to see the, you know, where the enemies are, um, that, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to peek and there's a vent noise that scares the shit out of you. But the vent noise is a consistent, like air whooshing noise. Um, so, but otherwise very well done. All the guns sound good. All these sound effects are, you know, they sound like you would expect them to sound And the, a lot of the other proximity based stuff, you know, in terms of where, um, like where your enemies are, are very well done. Um, the game features a lot of, at least the demo features a lot of really tight corridors and, um, proximity to everything, like is very is a really big deal um you know it all feels pretty narrow and confined and claustrophobic in a way like as you're walking through the streets like you have like these tall i don't know if the right term is like brick iron but you know like these tall neo-victorian you know two three stories so it feels almost like it feels more like a tunnel than it does like a city street um, it reminds me in several ways of the Dead Money DLC from Fallout New Vegas. If you guys know how like tight and 
you know corridor like everything is in there um one thing i will say also is it's as i was getting through there's um also like some secret passageways that if you do a little bit of exploration uh you'll find and they actually kind of they help you go through uh clearing buildings in a different way um very similar to like dishonored where like you can complete an area differently based on how much you explore how stealthy you want to be um in like the big example for this i found was like uh an underwater passage that took me to a bottom floor where an elevator could take me up to a top floor where i could like sneak around and like stab some guys in the back um in terms of combat they give you a sword pistol and a shotgun in this demo i assume there's going to be other weapons um or some sort of power-ups or something like that i'm not 100 sure if they're going to do that but i i hope so i kind of it feels like they might be going in that direction um the sword when you wind it all the way up will kill most enemies when you're sneaking and you'll know it's like wound all the way up because it'll like pull it back like you're about ready to stab and then when it's all the way pulled back you hear like the the tip of the blade um flashes you know like light is glinting off of it and it gives a little ding um and getting sneak kills are very satisfying uh enemies have like a cone of vision on them so you can kind of see like green cone of vision hey like they're not, they don't see me or anything like that if it's yellow um you know caution red means that they did see me and they're coming after me um so watching the so watching them to watching enemies and making sure like oh yeah hey like no i can sneak up on this guy and i can i can get him with my sword um real satisfying that's that's really nice touch uh there is no aim down sight so everything is hip fire uh for shots um the pistol is satisfying enough but i think the shotgun feels really good the shotgun was a was a blast to use um and uh, another nice touch that they added was instead of a hud like an actual character hub um you check to see how many bullets you have in the revolver by checking the cylinder and then you can check your inventory and see how many bullets you have in the um in your inventory so that's how you manage your inventory which i think is nice that's different um it's a more interesting way to do that instead of just being like hey you know you have six bullets and 18 left in your pockets um let's see oh uh the game doesn't hold your hand at all uh as you go through it you learn what you're supposed to be looking for um there aren't any objective markers or anything that really leads you through the map which you know some people may or may not like um and then as I, like, I got to the end of the demo um you ended it once you entered like a particular building and i noticed there wasn't a boss fight which for this kind of game i was almost kind of expecting um a game that feels like thief and dishonored and um a little bit like the more recent um resident evil 7 i thought there was going to be some sort of boss fight and i was a little surprised there wasn't uh just kind of overall like my final thoughts on it, it was the game is really high quality uh the price justification for me is going to depend on how long the game is and how much replayability there is i would say a minimum six to eight hours for about twenty dollars would be about right for the quality of the game um they haven't announced an msrp and they haven't announced a release date yet 
I am eagerly awaiting those. Eagerly. Um, because, yeah, I think it was it was a good time. It was a good demo. Sorry, I know I was kind of being long-winded there, but um, questions, thoughts, opinions? So... Do you think do you think that there could end up being like boss fights? They just didn't reveal any in the demo to like kind of keep it like a true demo fashion. That I feel like there could be. I do feel like there could be some sort of boss fight or boss fights in the game. I don't know if again, it just felt like there should have been one. You know what I mean? Like it led up to like a nice place where I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to have to, you know, Let's see what kind of, um, you know, I've been kind of plinking away. Most of these creatures I've been running into, I've been one-shotting or, you know, taking out with no problem. Like, I didn't die the entire demo. I'm like, okay, let's see if there's going to be a challenge here at the end. And there wasn't anything there. Like, there's also not, like, really a level-up system or anything like that. At least not that I saw. Um, so, I don't know. I thought, I, again, I just felt like maybe there was going to be some sort of boss fight that we would run into, but it didn't seem like we were like it was meant to be yeah like i i know in a lot of uh a lot of their games like dusk and everything they do have kind of that that boss fight deal in them so hopefully hopefully there are some and it, it is just kind of like a teaser with the with the whole uh demo thing because yeah yeah it feels like that game should definitely have them yeah 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 ex the expectation kind of led me up to it and maybe i just had the wrong expectations going into the demo I mean, that's entirely, you know, but it felt like the demo was kind of leading me to a, some sort of boss fight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, like, I don't think that's like a, if the game doesn't have, you know, these complex boss fights, I don't think it's going to really hurt it at all. Um, it just need, you know, the game has a has an interesting enough play style and aesthetics and an interesting enough story that will carry it on. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I'm, I mean, like I said, I'm eagerly awaiting to see when it's going to get released and what the price is. Cause I would love to do an actual full review of the game when it comes out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like as much as I, I, I joke about, you know squirrel stapler it was definitely a heck of an experience and i know i know david does does some really good work on his stuff i haven't played a whole lot of other like new blood works um but yeah it's they, they usually put out a really good product before they do their full releases so that's good yeah yeah uh green thoughts questions where would you place this on the spook meter the spooky boy meter um not like this is like there's not really any jump scares or anything like that this is almost like resident evil without jump scares it's more like atmospheric yeah more atmospheric um there wasn't any like body horror that i saw there wasn't i mean there's like it feels arcane it feels eldritch but there wasn't body horror. There wasn't like a ton of the, I didn't see anything like outright being like Cthulhu elder God, um, you know, sacrificing people to the, to the, you know, old ones kind of stuff. 
Um, and there certainly wasn't any like outright just gore and, you know, people getting split in half. I mean, it was it was pretty tame. It's more atmospheric horror so far in the demo. Again, I mean, if there it was just the demo, so and it's still in development, so that could change. Uh, in the <laughs> you know, be a, a, a different situation. But I, I think you would be able to handle it because I know you don't like the spook. I am I am a low low tier on the spook meter. Yes. If you were a spice, he'd be flower when it comes to his level of spook. Hmm? Yeah. Or like white pepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, anything else on Gloomwood, the demo? No, I I'm kinda with you though. i I'm looking forward to see where this ends up. And I'd be looking I'll be keeping an eye out to see where it's at price wise, maybe something I'd be wanting to get my hands on too. Yeah. Um we're gonna go into our uh our next conversation here then. Green, this is all you, baby boo. The black ops beta. Yeah, so uh Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War uh had their beta this weekend, the open beta. Um I know there was like a pre like anyone who pre ordered it had like early access on Thursday is Thursday or Friday. Um but the beta was strictly for the multiplayer. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, it, it's vastly different from uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. Um, Modern Warfare was going more for like a more realistic uh, approach to like the multiplayer and then with Warzone as well, which I get. I appreciate um, I enjoy, I enjoyed that game, but with Black Ops, it kind of went back to it's like square root with you know standard Black Ops games, and like it felt almost arcadey. Uh, it, it, standard multiplayer, you know, team versus team. Um, everything se- seemed like a. Uh, I don't want to say lower res than like Modern Warfare. But it, it definitely felt like it was, you know, lower. Um, the graphics still looked fantastic for a Black Ops game. Um, the gameplay felt fantastic. I never had any issues with the gameplay, um, like server disconnects or anything like that, which is a common problem in uh, Modern Warfare. Um, I think the biggest thing was the the sound audio was kind of funky. Um it, like stuff was really loud, like footsteps are massively loud. Um, but the the gameplay felt extremely solid, especially with um, sniping. Sniping was super crispy. Like I I, I prefer running snipers in games like that, and it, it it just felt right. So as I said, it's just the beta. So you know, once the full game comes out, it's going to integrate with Warzone. Um, they're going to introduce a few other things. Um, trying to think um the the biggest difference that i've seen in like the alpha when people were had the alpha access is it just looked very cartoonish um since they released the beta and they were having people test it 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 definitely refined the actual like art style or you know rendering and stuff like that so it didn't look so tingy like i when i saw the alpha footage and people playing the alpha I 
almost didn't buy the game. Like I got I I was like dead set. This game looks like shit. I'm not gonna play it. I'm not gonna have any fun. But once I actually played the beta, it, it completely changed my mind. Like I have not pre ordered that game yet until I played the beta. So um I do have some specs for Cold War. Um with with just the beta in mind. Um, they had the op, uh, OS was Windows 7 64 bit or Windows 10 64 bit. Um, CPU has to be an Intel Core i5 2500K or AMD equivalent. Um, requires an, an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 670 or a GTX 650 or AMD Radeon HD 7950, 8 gigs of RAM, and 45 gigabits or gigabytes of hard drive space. Which, I mean, 45 gigs that's it call of duty modern warfare is 200 it's fucking insane so all in all i enjoyed the the uh the beta there's not a huge like a, a bunch of stuff to talk about um other than like the, they changed the perks a lot of the perks are different it, for me it just felt right everything just was really easy to navigate in the the menus and stuff like that. Gameplay was really solid. There was a few games that definitely need to be or like a few weapons that definitely need to be tweaked. Um, but all in all, I had more fun in the weekend playing Black Ops than I have in like the last three three months of playing Warzone. And that's a big statement because I've been playing Warzone nonstop for fucking four months now. I I got a quick question. You said it's going to integrate into Wars or into Warzone? Yeah, they're saying like uh they're saying like Warzone like each game that comes out every year for Call of Duty now is going to be attached to Warzone. I don't know how much it's actually going to attach to Warzone if it's just going to be the guns or if it's like going to change the engine or how the game is played in Warzone. Um all we know is that like there's going to be tie-ins with Warzone for each game going forward. And it doesn't matter if it's Infinity Ward or Treyarch. And zombies is coming back too. That's so huge. I, like that, that seems to be a big thing for a lot of people. Like a lot of people like zombies. Yeah, and then the uh, the biggest thing with the beta didn't have anything with zombies related. It just had the like the standard multiplayer, a few maps, and then they had another uh, game mode which I didn't get to try out, um, which I heard was a lot of fun too. But I can't you know can't speak on it because I I never got to play it. Yeah, but I can see where a lot of people are going to complain about the multiplayer because, especially if they're used to Warzone or um, Modern Warfare, um, I I feel like Modern Warfare really uh, promoted like the campy tactical style of gameplay, whereas the Black Ops gameplay is more of like a run and gun, fast paced, you know. Uh, it, it produces a lot of what what pe- uh, game like people call in first person shooter games as hero moments, where like you can take out five six people clutch a game, um, you know, w- without missing a beat. Whereas like Modern Warfare, you, you can still have that, but it just felt like you know you turn a corner, there's someone just sitting there with ghosts on, they're not popping up on the radar, they blast you with a shotgun, you're dead. So. Now, one thing I saw in the trailer, I, I didn't catch any of the gameplay like from any of the, the streams this weekend, but 
it, it looks like there's not near as much recoil in the fires, like that high, that kind of like realistic recoil you get in in Warzone. Is that true? Like, it's a little or, less. A yeah. little less. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel as much like uh, like the recoil in Modern Warfare right now. Um, there's still recoil. It just depends on the gun that you use. Yeah. Um, there the time to kill has definitely increased. I think. Um, one of the cool features is that they they put the health bar back on. So like when you're shooting someone, you can watch their health go down. Um, and then they integrate like the headshot into that. So like, like you shoot someone in the body, it's just like a white chunk out. But like if you shoot them in the head, it's like a big yellow chunk. And then you you know, watch it go down from there. Uh, I've noticed the MP5 is a little much. Um, I wouldn't say it's like horrible. Like I I feel like the guns in this game have been more balanced than. The last like three Call of Duties that have dropped, like as like first, I would say month hmm. of a, a Call of Duty drop. And what about a uh, body armor? Is there any body armor in this one? Not the multiplayer. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, you mentioned something about the audio, and I watched Big Fry TV's video on it, and that was one of his biggest complaints. He actually yeah. uh, he he was not digging this game um the the footsteps are loud as fuck well and he was saying that like some of the gun sounds like they almost sound like they're suppressed like everything seems muffled and compressed is that how would you almost describe it i didn't think the guns were too bad um i honestly i think the the biggest thing was it was too loud like they're like i always every time i i get a new game i always think it's too loud anyways but like um airstrikes are like fucking loud um the footsteps are insanely loud like the um uh when something happens like an objective happens there's like a an audible tone for it like capture day and that i thought was like a little too loud um but the the guns from in in my opinion didn't sound bad so gotcha. i only had to turn I only had to turn the, the master audio on this down. Um, I would say about three, four is almost to like half. Whereas other games, I had to turn it down to like a quarter. Hmm. So ungodly, unimaginably loud. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, no. Yeah, because I, I'm a little surprised to hear you have such a favorable view of the of the game because the general consensus I had seen so far on Twitter and a few YouTubers was that it was it wasn't looking good that it was pretty trash. I'm not gonna lie. I talked a lot of shit about this game in like pre alpha. Like a lot. But I I I think it was the the main thing that got me was the gameplay. Like I enjoyed I had a lot of fun. I was actually doing really well once I got the hang of it. Like I I had to get off that you know this recoil this gun is insane from modern warfare and warzone um and once i like actually you know got the gameplay style down um i i enjoyed it a lot like i i would go on big streaks it it felt really rewarding once you actually got the hang of it um and then like they switched it's not kill streaks it's score streaks so like anyone could actually get like a you know an, an apalm strike or you know if they had a juggernaut armor in there they could they could still get that if they had that 
you know, if they made that score. Um, so like, I got the War Machine, which is like a grenade launcher, and holy fuck, that that thing is, that thing. I'm I'm assuming that will probably get buffed down just a little bit, or uh, nerfed down just a little bit. Yeah, it's like it. General vicinity, ground shot, someone's dead. So, damn. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did, wasn't it uh, in Black Ops Four? It was score streaks too, wasn't it? In in multiplayer, I don't know for sure. I didn't play much Black Ops Four. I played was, like the Blackout, uh, like for a little bit, and it was just I did not like Blackout Four or Black Ops Four. I yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan. I somebody ended up, I ended up getting my hands on it when I was still on my Xbox, and uh, and I played it for a while, and in um because I just hadn't played a Call of Duty since before Ghost. Like, it had been that long since I had even played one, so I picked it up and was playing it for a while, and I, I it looks like uh, Biggs and Chat confirmed, yeah, it was score streaks in Black Ops 4 as well. Yeah, I, I remember that because I was trash, and I would still get things because I would, like, I would take down, you know, traps and and uh, claymores and stuff like that and actually end up getting a UAV because I, I, I don't that, get kills. I had that game. I had Black Ops 4 for, like, two or three months i played it for like i played like blackout maybe like five or six times and then i sold my copy for like 15 bucks to my stepdad yeah well I just, I, I, was the, the black ops series in my opinion had kind of just like been declining like i i wasn't a big fan of like the super futuristic stuff though like yeah like i was like you know Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was like, say this is what Titanfall was for. Leave the double jumps and the wall running and all that crap and the grappling hooks and all that for for Pathfinder or you know or somebody in Titanfall. Like don't don't bring this stuff to Black Ops. <laughs> like Black Ops Two is probably one of like my favorite Call of Duty games. Um, it, it's between that one and Modern Warfare Two. Uh, so like. When it went to like three and four, it I was extremely disappointed. And I feel like I feel like Cold War is really pushing towards that like you know that era, the first the first two where like it just it had that feel. I I, I don't know how to else to explain it. It just felt like the old games, just with better graphics. Nice. So if they drop sticks and stones in that game, I'm gonna fucking die. I'm just. Gonna, <laughs> I will be hold in on my computer for like months at a time, like with with a shit bucket, just playing Six and Stones because like that was my game mode. That was my jam. Damn, I fucking loved Sticks and Stones and One in the Chamber. One in the Chamber was always my go-to. Yeah. Huge One in the Chamber fan. When I I didn't have the Black Ops games, but I did have um, Modern Warfare Three and Infection. It was one of my favorites. I have infected in, uh, in black and uh, uh, modern warfare like this last modern warfare they have oh. infected in there Ooh. and they have it in ground war style too so like they i think it's like 32 players or 64 i, I can't remember um the one where they try to like compete with battlefield um, yeah mm. that game mode has like an infected mm. mode too so you like a bunch of pe- people yeah um anything else on the black ops 2 or on the black ops uh co- Cold War uh, beta? Cold War? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm sure I'm missing a few things. Like, uh, I, I just, I, I I don't know what exactly people are complaining about about the game. Like, I can see where people are like, eh, this is 
weird, especially if they've if they're like full time on Modern Warfare, because it's a vastly different game. But I mean, I think that's where a lot of it comes from, honestly. Like, is that idea of trying to adjust to something that's different after playing something else for so long? It's just like that shock to the system, almost like when like a sequel to a movie comes out. It's like, oh, this isn't the first movie. Well, it's not meant to be the first movie. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, and they've been doing this for years. I mean, they've what three studios total? Like every every other year, every third year, that studio would drop a new game. So I mean, this isn't new stuff. So I don't know exactly what people are complaining about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else that we wanted to talk about on this? No. All right, uh, I have another game that I want to talk about, and then we could probably take a break. Um, just a short little thing. It's called Golden Axed. So Sega put out a couple limited time free games or doing like a 60-year celebration or something like that. Oof. Um, and one of the things, I picked this up. I picked up that. Uh, I picked up Golden Axed and... Uh, I have it sitting on my uh, desktop right now. Streets of Kemichiro, which I think is like a Streets of Rage and something else combination, like crossover thing. So these are like limited time pickups on Steam. can get it for free to keep for a while. Um, So this in particular is a... um, It's a prototype of a canceled Golden Axe game, which Golden Axe, for those who don't, who never got their hands on it or too young to have known what it was, um, it was a 2D hack and slash, which I think, I almost want to say, was it an official Dungeons and Dragons game? It definitely felt like one if it wasn't. Yeah. That's what, like, every time I think Dungeons and & Dragons and video games, Golden Axe is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, let me double-check and see. Um, but yeah, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up uh, fantasy where you play as a uh, um, barbarian and, and beat things up on <laughs> on the screen. Beat them up real good. Beat them up real good. Um, this is a 2.5D... Um, system with 3d models uh you really only play one level it's janky it's a canceled game um not to say that it's bad i had actually kind of heard there's a little bit of controversy because they're like like hey we know this isn't like the best thing in the fucking world um but like it you know here's like a fun little piece and then the guy who made it he's like i had to put in several nights like all nighters to finish that fucking project only for it to get canceled (laughs) <laughs> and he was all like ooh yeah. um i also i also don't see anything where it's officially a dungeons and dragons game so i don't think it is i don't think it's officially a dungeons and dragons game but you're right it looks and feels like it um but yeah so this was a fun little pickup i don't think you can, i think you could only get it until like yesterday october 19th um so maybe you'll have to find it some other way um if you can't find if you can't get it now you might need to um search yeah search the seven seas if you know what i mean um but yeah it was a it was an enjoyable little it was an enjoyable little thing i'm looking forward to trying out the streets of camaricho or what i or whatever the fuck it's 
pronounced. <laughs> um, again, like it, like nothing really like too much to say. You know, it's one button to attack, one button to do a heavy attack, one button to, you know, um, block and you know stuff like that. So. Again, it's a it's a neat little pickup just to see a bit of the history and uh, entertained entertained me um, for a solid thirty minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Any thoughts, questions, you guys? Takes. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes flashing colors and pretty noises is all it takes to entertain me. It's not like I'm a very difficult person to please. <laughs> I will say I think it's funny that the, like they're calling it Golden Axed because the game was axed. That's just that's that's such a Bob's Burgers name for a game, you know. Like... Right? Yeah. Like very much, very much. Uh, it's cheeky. It's tongue in cheek, and it's like humor that we haven't seen in a little while. Um, especially from Sega, who just kind of keeps sucking, <laughs> barely afloat. But yeah. Eh. Sega. Like they sound like all sad and depressed. Like, hey, Sega. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic's still here, guys. <laughs> it's like our licensing out Sonic to the Smash Bros. franchises are what's getting us, keeping us afloat. Yes, I could use just pass some change. We've tried to make our own Sonic game. Please, huh? I'm just imagining like poor Sonic just like locked up in a cage like in the basement of Sony and they just bring him out like we gotta pay the bills again Sonic you know what to do but sir I don't want to run get your pretty little mouse out there <laughs> sir I'm, I'm tired <laughs> I'm tired of running <laughs> where's knuckles we need our we need our our muscle yeah exactly yeah um anything else on golden axed no that went a completely different direction than it probably should have but i'm still here for it right look we <laughs> we reserve the right to go dark every so often we reserve the right to shit on your franchise even though we have not made a, a successful franchise of video games that are 30 plus years old yet <laughs> yeah um yeah uh, I think we can go uh, take a break real quick and be back in like two minutes. You guys think that sounds good? Sounds good to me. Yes, uh, thank you, sir. All right, we'll be back in two minutes. Stay right there. Don't go hey anywhere. guys, and thanks for listening to the show. It's October, and just like every year, God, I'm running store. a contest. If you want a chance to win a $25 Steam gift card, all you have to do is write a scary story and submit it to be read by me and Rev on October 24th. Your submission must be in before the stream starts on the 24th and must be no longer than seven pages long. The winner will be selected by the live stream audience. For more rules and details, see the link in the episode description or the contest panel on my Twitch channel. Mr. Padre. Oh, that me. Yeah, that you. We got a game for you that to talk me. about. Games. We do. We have, like, games. Yeah, games. Racks on racks. I'm with it. Which one are we doing first? What are we talk about? Uh, Let's do Franbo and Little Misfortune. Oh, let's do it. Okay. So, these games are kind of like, uh, they're kind of a... They've been, they've been a kind of a cult classic style game. Like they've had apparently a decent cult following that I was unaware of until I started them. Um, I actually started with with Little Misfortune, and, which is backwards. 
Um, Little Misfortune was uh, was the one that came out just last year, but I had found out about it through a friend. I decided to give it a shot because it looked kind of like right up my alley. Um, first things first, super depressing game. If you get if 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 you get sad easy, probably don't play it. Uh, but the storytelling was was great. Uh, there were a lot of very humorous moments in it, and it's it's a it's not really a point and click style game, but it's like it says you know it's a WASD style movement deal but you literally just use a and d to move back and forth it's very like it's a like you would probably call it a two and a half d kind of kind of game um but it was it was a lot of fun uh like i said very very sad in a lot of points um a lot of supernatural elements to it but very funny in some parts like worth the playthrough if you can deal with being sad about it um Fran Bo, however, was a very different story. It was still very dark and sad in some places, but it was more like a horror game. There were like certain areas where you ended up, uh, you know, seeing just like blood and dismembered bodies and everything in this like same aesthetic style, this like two and a half D style, but it was actually legitimately a, a, a point and click style game. Uh, what connects these games is the idea of there being like five realities and you know, like humankind is kind of in the third, but the characters in these games are able to experience things outside of these these five realities. Um, absolute gems to play, though. Like, like I will say, uh, Little Misfortune. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I can double check is fourteen ninety nine on Steam. If it wasn't for the replayability factor of it, because like your choices can affect different outcomes throughout the game, that would be a little much because it was like a two hour playthrough. It was not a very long game at all, but like Frambo, on the other hand, um, it was about a seven hour playthrough for me, but I kind of not really like kind of sped through the game, but I did skip a lot of stuff that like a uh, little mini games and stuff like that that you play. So Frambo can be upwards of about nine hours, but, uh, but yeah, it's absolutely fantastic games, immaculate storytelling. And honestly, one thing that really stood out to me was the, um, the aesthetic, you know, like of course the artistic style of it all. Um, not a whole lot to say. You can run them on a potato. You know, like, like most games I play, you can run them on on potatoes. Um, but yeah, fair fair warning. If it's something that you you want to look into, there are going to be some pretty depressing parts in both of them, and some that might actually like you know may require a trigger warning. If if it's something that you know, if like self harm is uh, is something that kind of gets to you, so I I definitely be careful there. Um, they're also they they I, I streamed them both but they made for like great YouTube content. So it's like, like if you, if it's something you don't want to play, but you do kind of want to see the storyline, you can like find a playthrough on YouTube and watch it in bite size, bite sized chunks and, uh, and still get like the good, you know, story of it all. But yeah, I, I would recommend with the, uh, with the replayability factor, uh, I would say a little misfortune is worth the price. Fran bro, uh, is cheaper. I think it's only seven ninety nine right now. Uh, or at least it was when I picked it up. I picked it up uh, last week sometime. Um, that one definitely worth the price, especially with the you know the amount of gameplay you get and the ridiculous story you go through. On Franbo, there is a little bit of tediousness in some of the tasks you have to do that get a little frustrating. You know, a lot of like going and running errands for different creatures and stuff like that. And you have to like kind of go back and forth, back and forth. But once you get past all that, it it becomes really, really charming although still somehow very unsettling story. Sorry, I apparently muted myself there on accident. Um, so <laughs> what I was going to say was um, Franbo is fourteen ninety nine right now. Um, 
if I can get the Steam DB thing to load, I can tell you what the lowest price it's been. And it's also available on iOS. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them are. Both of them are on iOS. They also are good for uh, Apple and Linux machines as well. Um, yeah, I'm a little like, surprised they're not on Android. Little Misfortune, if I'm not mistaken, is on is also on everything. It's even on Android. Um, like Little Misfortunes on everything: the Switch, PS4, Android, Xbox One, Linux, iOS, Windows, Macintosh, all of it. So literally, you are not. Uh, yeah, and, and Little Misfortunes nineteen ninety nine right now. So that's uh, yeah. I mean, it with the replayability of Little Misfortune and how drastically different your gameplay can be based on your choices. I would say that's still a fair price. Um, it is cheaper on Android and iOS. Uh, last time I checked on the Android store. It was eight ninety nine, I believe. Uh, I don't know how it plays. I haven't actually seen how it plays on a on it on phone, but I can imagine it being just as smooth because it's such a simple game. Yeah, uh, the lowest recorded price for Fran Bow is three dollars seventy four cents, a seventy five percent savings on uh, Steam. I'm gonna check Misfortune real quick, which I think that the way you're describing it almost seems like it would be a steal that would that would have been because like i said frambo has like the longer you know single single playthrough time mm-hmm. um it, it looks like, but it does look like frambo is not available on any consoles it is just ios and then all of your computer systems yeah but if you do have a pc frambo is it, i mean i would say probably wait till it's on sale because it is an older game already it's like it was made in 2015 um but I would say, yeah, definitely pick it up if you uh, if you could find it on on sale. Yeah, uh, Miss Little Misfortune, uh, the lowest it's been is twelve ninety nine, a thirty five percent savings on Steam. Uh, and then it also says that there's a demo here. So if it's yeah. something that you want to try on your PC to make sure, it, I can't imagine there's too many PCs this wouldn't run on. Um, let's see, it like. You, you said potato, but let's see just how potato we can get. Uh, 64-bit processor and operating system for Windows 7 or higher. Intel Core i5 6300U uh, CPU at 2.5 gigahertz. Um, 8 gigs of RAM. Intel HD Graphics 520. 8 gigs of hard drive space. Um, I will say I'm kind of surprised by the 8 gigs of RAM. Like, I probably wouldn't have put it over like 4. Yeah that's a little shocking but still i mean everything else is super potato yeah yeah it kind of has to be though if you're going to run it on a phone (laughs) well yeah and then it also says please be aware that this game is designed with 16 by 9 in mind which tells me they're like some of you with crt monitors better listen the fuck up here (laughs) yeah yeah when it's all it was like a it was like a two-person crew it was uh Isaac and Natalia Martinson, they're the ones that run uh, Kill Monday Games, the dev and publisher behind these games. Um, I guess they got married at some time between them because Natalia's last name was not Martinson uh, in the credits of Fran Bow, but it was in the credits of Little Misfortune. Um, and so it was like it was just a, a two person team. And honestly, for for just being a two person team, like I think she voices uh Little Misfortune, they did get somebody else to come in and do, like, I think, like, three different other voices they had had other people do. But, um, but yeah, it was super small, little dev crew, and honestly, I thought they did a great job in scripting out a, a really good story for just being the two of them. 
in, in both of these games, honestly. Yeah. Now, it looks like a good, like, high-quality and very interesting and unique set of games. Green. Yeah, and like I said, story-wise, that's where it gets you. Yeah. Green, thoughts, opinions, questions? They, they both look like very solid games. I watched a lot of Rev's clips, like, not even just the game itself, but, like, his expressions that he made during the game. Like, the puppy, bro- though. Broke my heart, dude. Like, that puppy. Yeah, like that. That part specifically, the <clears throat> the way you went from joy to like you stopped, went blank, and then like you started blinking really fast. Like I'm like, oh, like that hurt. Fucking hurt. <laughs> like, there, there, yeah, so. the, the, there was a scene in it for those that haven't seen any of the gameplay where I I made one specific choice that resulted in uh Franbo or not Fran this was little misfortune little misfortune throwing a ball and it hit a tree and ricocheted hit her in the face which was hysterical then you hear this creaking and this tree branch falls and crushes a puppy mm-hmm. oh my god and then she's like puppy um it's just like she goes it's all broken now and I'm like no stop <laughs> it fucking hurt it was. It was a heartbreaker, man. I felt. It felt, I felt it, it. It was. It was a gut punch. So, like, like I, the games look fantastic. That's all I got really got to say about it. I will say, um, there is no voiceover work in Franbo, so that's all like you're reading it yourself. Um, there is voiceover work in Little Misfortune, um, but the stark contrast between them is like Little Misfortune ends on a very sad, like, depressing note. Like a lot of people cry at the end of that game. Um, while Fran Bo, it's it's a lot more kind of like disturbing and then kind of confusing, um, and kind of like you can put your own theory on what actually happened at the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, like very similar in a lot of ways. But like that's kind of like the stark cr- contrast is the uh, is the endings and how they one is like super sad and depressing, and then the others kind of just like confusing, and you're just left wondering what actually happened. They do have a third game coming out that's been confirmed to uh, to take place in the same universe as well because they do take place in the same universe. Um, it's, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'll, I'll end up playing it. I don't care. It's I enjoyed these two enough that I'll, I'll end up playing it. Dope. Anything else on Fran Bo and Little Misfortune? I mean, that about covers it. Gotcha. So, uh, Padre, you got another game, and I just mm-hmm. have to ask, how godly have you gotten at Smite? Oh. Uh, I'm very demigod at it right now, as in, like, not good at all yet, but I've uh, I've got a couple of friends I've been playing with. I've uh, So, Smite is is an oldie, but a goodie. Uh, it's, a, it's a MOBA, set up very similar to League, except you kind of get, like, closer to your characters, like, in, in your field of vision. Um, and the community, from what I can tell, is way less toxic. Um, but yeah, dude, Smite is actually a lot of fun. So, so it's a MOBA setup, like like I said, very similar to, to League, where you get you know you get your support character, your essentially your tank and your carry on one side. You get your solo lane, your mid lane, and then your jungler. And, uh, and so it's very very similar in that. But everything is based on like gods and mythology. And that is what drew me to it because I'm a huge fan of mythologies, and it and it runs the gamut. It's they've even started including like fictional mythologies, like uh like the Cthulhu myth- mythos. Cthulhu is a is a character in the game that you can play as, um, but they have everything from Norse, Greek, and Roman, like the ones everybody knows about, to like Celtic and Slavic gods. Uh, they've started adding adding some uh 
some like other African gods to it. Mm. And sorry about that, but um, but it's it's been an absolute trip so far. It's uh, it's got a pretty steep learning curve, a lot of item buying and stuff like that that you have to kind of figure out where everything goes. But if you can find your friend that uh that can help you kind of learn the ropes, an absolute must play if you're into kind of the MOBA style. Like I playing it i will say i understand now how people can get toxic in these games because the games themselves can take forever and then so if you get that like one person that just knows fuck all what they're doing it becomes frustrating she's like well we're gonna lose and nobody's gonna vote to forfeit so i guess we're just stuck getting our asses kicked for half an hour or more and so that like i can understand how frustrated people can get and toxic sometimes like yeah. dude uninstall the game just because it's free to play doesn't mean you should play it. <laughs> uh real quick um because you're mentioning like them adding um like fictional characters and like not necessarily um folklore or you know religious figures uh aren't they adding avatar the last airbender characters to the game uh okay so the last battle pass was the avatar deal and it was all skins um they added they added just like skins oh. for the the existing gods um they the next battle pass is going to be teenage mutant ninja turtles so they're oh. doing some really interesting like branding for yeah. it you know so it's like like they, they are all like cosmetics and stuff but you, you can get some pretty good stuff through the free battle pass which you can burn through quick if you're you know if, if you just spend like a weekend playing you can almost max out the battle pass um now there is a prestige battle pass coming along with this next one that does take a lot longer but uh but yeah some of the some of the co-branding they've done with some of the stuff has been actually pretty impressive you know it's another high-res game a lot of people know i'm a big fan of paladins um and rogue company has kind of been on the forefront lately like people have been picking it up a lot um they like i'm a huge fan of what they do with their free-to-play games and so this was this was an absolute treat like i'm i'm in love with it and uh but like talking about stuff that they're adding like they they're even adding voodoo stuff so like baron semity is a character in it now pretty awesome like it, it's it's a lot of fun like and and one thing i've noticed is there's not there aren't that many characters in it that you just absolutely have to avoid you know like like with especially with as many as there are that's the thing if you go and look at like the the roster god there are dozens of characters to choose from so it's like there are tons of them they're not that many that you just kind of like need to avoid in order to do well like of course you have your meta characters like any other game um loki just got a big rework and he's kind of a pain in the ass but uh but all in all it's like if you can pick a character and make it work, get the right items and learn how the character works, any kind of passive abilities and thing, you can pretty much run with anybody. And I've, I found out recently that the, one of the characters that's in it that kind of got added, I think a little more recently, they actually added Guan Yu, who if you, if you ever played the Dynasty Warrior games, you'll know Guan Yu is like not a fictional mythological character at all. He's literally just a, a general from the Three Kingdoms era of China. And he got added. He's He's like one of the one of the most used solos in the game so it's it's really cool to see see what people do but like i found all of my favorites in each class and i will say uh i'm i'm a trash jungler as much as i like being a jungler i'm a trash jungler because i always want to use finrear and finrear is like one of those characters that you have to be pretty good to be able to use them well and it's like ah, i'm not i'm not good enough to use him <laughs> but i'm like I, I refuse to use like thanatos uh you know from i think he's what greek mythology and uh Bacasora who I believe is from Hindu, I, I refuse to use them. So I'm just like, no, I'm going to use, I'm going to use my Fenrir, my little wolfy boy. And like the best part about them though, is the cosmetics are fantastic. Like the cosmetics you can get for a lot of the characters are amazing. I, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of, of, uh, Kernunos. He's actually the Celtic God of nature. 
and he's got this heretic skin that makes him look like a demon goat and it's oh it's so cool looking but Fenrir has uh Lord Slashington the third is what the name of the skin is and it's it's literally Fenrir but he's got a monocle and a top hat and he's got like a collar with a bow tie and whenever you pick him he just like in a very polite British accent he's like Fenrir with a top hat and that's like how he identifies himself it's hilarious like the game doesn't take itself too seriously and I love it it's so fun so question mm-hmm. um because I'm not a MOBA person is it like in terms of MOBAs I don't know how many MOBAs you've played mm-hmm. um how many? is this ranking for you like is this like bringing you more into MOBAs or is this just kind of like that weird diamond in the rough for you so like like I'm I've never been much of a of a huge MOBA player either um and this one, like, I, I kind of just picked it up because people were saying, hey, you know, we should play it together. And I kept hearing that it's just like, it's like high res's version of League and everything. But, like, I've seen a lot of League gameplay. And I really like this one because a lot of a lot of MOBAs out there don't feel as, like, personable with your character. It is, like, strictly speaking, or, like, looks at a macro, like, what the team is doing all together. But this one kind of gives you a little bit more of that, like, close-up where you can focus on what you're doing. As long as you're doing your job, you know, you're doing your job in, in whatever lane you're playing. Um you know, as long as you do that, then this one feels a lot better. Because like I said, it's a lot more personable because you get so much closer with your character that you get to go do your thing. Um, so for me, that that aspect stuck out to me more than, you know, like say League. And again, I mean, the, the community can get get toxic, you know, especially me. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but it's not near as bad as like I've seen League get, you know, like I've seen Dead by Daylight get more toxic than than I've ever seen uh smite get toxic and uh you know me and one of our previous guests on the show pinata we've been we we play it a lot together and then um and but if you put together a team like an actual team of people it, it becomes a total blast because you know you can actually communicate with each other and people will fucking listen because there's nothing more frustrating that one guy that gets in there gets assigned a solo lane and then he's like oh i'm gonna pick a jungler and then you're like okay well maybe he knows what he's doing and then you immediately find out within the first two minutes he has no idea what he's doing you're like hey dude go get in that lane and they don't respond you're like oh here we go here we go again and so that right there is the only frustrating part to me but but once we get like a whole team together and like we get that one really really good player that just kind of carries us anyway so we could just suck and be okay uh it, it becomes a lot more fun so it's I would say for me, it's it's definitely like a. I'm going to be playing it more. Like, and and originally, like I said, I wasn't more of a MOBA person in total, but I kind of like like this one pulled me in, and now it's like every night I want to play if I can put together, you know, put aside like two full ass hours to play at least two games. Yeah. So, real quick question: Like, what's the actual gameplay loop? Like, is it like it's not a capture the flag? Is it? It's like destroy the. It's like destroy the base sort of situation. Okay, so they, yeah, they they do have multiple modes. Um, multiple, they do have assault, which is essentially like almost like a team deathmatch type style. But you do like try to escort your minions just from one side of the map to the other. And when they get to the portal, you know it ticks off the score until somebody hits zero. Um, but one of the thing that ticks that score off fastest is killing other other uh, players. So that that's probably one of the more popular ones outside of like the primary game mode, which would be conquest. Um, and conquest is the one where it's like you do it you you have your three separate lanes and then you're of course your jungle with all the buffs and everything and in each lane 
you know, you battle it out. It's kind of like a chess match at first. And then you do like each lane has two towers and then a Phoenix. And then once you get past, you know, the two towers and the Phoenix, you go and attack the Titan. And if you get the Titan killed, the game's over. And so a lot of times what will end up happening about halfway through the game is like the whole lane assignment will break down and people will just group up and try to go after one area that's already been like weakened and try to take down the towers and the Phoenix and then go on. And of course you have your minions that you, that you kind of that spawn and go for you like every few seconds or whatever, you know, a new wave of minions go through and there are buffs you can get that actually boost your minions. And so that way it's like, that's kind of a strategic thing where you boost your minions. Well, the, the gods have to kind of fall back and disperse and try to actually handle these things, giving, you know your team more of an opportunity to group up in one area and destroy everything because if you like if you get one set of buffed minions it it would take waves upon waves upon waves of normal minions just to stop that one wave so they do have to like separate out and go actually there's quite a bit of strategy to it um you know there's there's this one thing in it called the fire giant um you go kill it and it buffs all of your your gods for a little bit does does a big damage buff for everybody until they die um you basically hold on to it until you die it's it, it the, that's my favorite game mode in it is the is the conquest mode which is the primary one so take down the towers the phoenix and then get to the titan on it and you don't have to destroy all of them like if you can just absolutely murder the middle lane get everybody in there and just destroy the titan you win you know it's so it's more like at first it's like a chess match then it just becomes let's see what we can destroy you know cool interesting um so I'm looking at the uh, Steam page right now for it. If you're mm-hmm. interested in Smite, haven't tried it out yet. I know it's an older game. Um, it ha- The system requirements, Windows 7, 64-bit or newer, Core 2 Duo 2.4 gigahertz, or an Athlon X2 2.7 gigahertz processor, 4 gigs of RAM, NVIDIA GeForce 8800 GT. You need 30 gigs of hard drive space available and a DirectX-compatible sound card. Can we can we address the fact real quick that Smite needs half the RAM that Little Misfortune does? <laughs> right? That's <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah, um, so somebody in chat, Biggs, just mentioned uh the squirrel god. His name is Ratatosker. He's uh, I believe the Norse god of like he's the Norse messenger god. He he climbs the the branches of Yggdrasil, the world tree. And God, he is a pain in the ass, especially if somebody's good with him. You you want a good you want a good god to to start out with in the jungle to get good with Ratatoskr is the one to go with. Just like side note there for you bigs. <laughs> I will say and, and like one other thing, like this this it actually surprises me. Ever since I started playing, I didn't realize how actually like big of a fan base Smite has amongst just people I know. Like I'll mention that I'm playing and then I'll have all these people come out of left field, like, oh dude, I love Smite. I play it all the time. And I'm like, What? I, I have never seen you play Smite. And then Okay, let's play. And I come to find out they're like, like they're level one thirty something, and I'm just, like, dude, how long have you been playing this game? Oh, since the beta. Like, what the? Why are we not playing now? Like, what? <laughs> carry me, dad. You know, like shit. <laughs> Green, <laughs> you look like you have a thought. No, I'm just laughing at what he's saying. Like, I've I've never played Smite, so I, yeah, I, you know, I have literally no no experience whatsoever. And if it, I mean, and it's one of those games, like with it being free to play, if anybody ever just wants to try it out, I do recommend seeing if you have a few friends that you can kind of get started with. Cause getting like thrown into the deep end without any idea of what's going on, it can be a little over the top and a little kind of almost intimidating. You know, it, it could become, a, it, it could become frustrating. Like when I first started playing, I had no idea what I was doing. I know, you know, you 
have your training modes and stuff, but nobody ever does those. Come on, let's face facts. Yeah. And uh, and I just dove in head first, picking whatever God I thought looked cool and doing whatever I wanted. You know, it's like I didn't know. And so it's like, you, you know, if, if you have a, a couple of friends or something that can kind of help you out along the way, especially like if, if you have a friend that runs like in duo lane, because one of the lanes, you know, you have your ADC, which is your uh, carry character, and then you have your support character. They run together in a lane. If you can have a friend play with you that can run one of those and you can run the other, it helps a lot because, you know, you're right there together and you can communicate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, mean, I, I, highly rec- I highly recommend checking it out, you know, if for just just to give it a shot, you know. It, yeah. yeah I, I didn't think it. I'd like it, but I sh- I fell in love with it. It's like it's my go to like downtime game now. Can I mention real quick about how like deceptive smite games are or not smite uh, high res games are because everyone looks at these looks at these uh, high res games and like ah they're just kind of like rip offs right they look at paladins ah it's just a it's just a free to play whip free to play of overwatch right uh mm-hmm. this is just some sort of like off brand dota with like a different you know gamer's perspective right mm-hmm. and everyone yeah. is always surprised to find these games to be more complex and nuanced than just that i remember realm royale was like the same way too like yeah. realm royale was the first battle royale that i actually really enjoyed and it literally looked just like fortnite without the building and a little bit of a fantasy element added to it and that was it. i mean it was and i had fun with it and now they have rogue company which is kind of the same thing but less fantasy and more like futuristic but yeah high res does i i mean they do amazing work for their free stuff and and like i said now now you can look at like what they're doing with smite getting these cross promotional things with like avatar the last airbender and now ninja turtles is coming like they're doing some nickelodeon stuff it's i i'm honestly impressed you know like their battle pass system of course is how they're going to make all their money but for free to play games and all you're doing at those battle passes is getting cosmetic like good for them gg <laughs> yeah uh sorry I, I had to suppress a yawn there um anything else on smite that we wanted to talk about anything we wanted to mention no that's just kind of like a hey you know but since we didn't have en- enough really news to talk about that's just like my you know hey if you haven't tried this yet it's been around for a while why not give it a shot kind of thing yeah what was that what were you gonna say green i was just saying yes sir ah <laughs> that was it. Yeah. um i still need to try rogue company it's been on the list i downloaded it i need to try it too i haven't i haven't actually turned it on yet Sounds like sounds like we have something we could do together, big boy. You know a game Maybe. that we said we were gonna play, but we never played because of like the game or the dev was Valorant. We haven't touched Valorant yet. I haven't, anyways. No, I haven't. I, I played it. I played it for a while in beta, and it just got to be like I don't like it, it, I don't like games that are specifically like if you die you're stuck because I'm bad at games, so I just spend a lot of time doing nothing but waiting. <laughs> Especially with the learning curve that's happened and the competitive level of it that's just skyrocketed out. Like I, I've watched people like my friend Six and play, and I'm like, There's, no, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. I'm not putting myself through that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I part of the reason I've been like hesitant about Valorant is just because it is Riot Games, and some of the shit that was going on with the Vanguard uh anti-cheat software that they were using um but uh going on to our next uh, topic real quick steam tabletop fest 
So again, not like a lot of big news, but so starting October 21st, tomorrow, running till 20, uh, October 26th, uh, there's going to be discussions with um, a bunch of digital tabletop game developers um, like the Wingspan devs and designer Sandy Peterson and a Cthulhu panel and more. Um, I also think there's going to be a digital, uh, board games sale. So if you guys are interested in stuff like that, if you're interested in stuff for like Dungeons and Dragons, um, I know I saw Arm Armello listed there somewhere as well. Um, check that out and it's, uh, yeah, it sh should be a good time. Should be a good time if you're interested in digital board gaming. Um, and, uh, any other questions, thoughts that you guys wanted to bring up on that? No, I mean, it seems interesting. I mean, I, I, I like tabletop games. So, I mean, that I'll probably check it out. Yeah. Uh, so here's one that will be kind of a salt generator. Uh, unskippable ads are coming back to NBA 2K. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Um, players of NBA 2K21 are once again getting unskippable ads, which are preceding the game loads, which means they have to sit through the ads before they can play the game. Uh, according to players, uh, the prompt to edit lineups as the game is loading will not appear until the advertisement finishes. So you have to sit through it. Um, which also, just like real quick, just think about like the fact that like a big thing for the PS5 is it's incredibly low uh, loading times. And then you're being told that you can't play the game because you have to sit through a 30 second advertisement in the fucking game. Like what good is having that kind of that kind of load speed when you're stopped from playing the game in the first place? Um, Again, this isn't a huge surprise to like anybody. We've talked about this three times in the past year. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds right. Yeah. I know we talked about UFC, which is an EA game, not a 2K game, but I'm same concept though. Same concept, same issue, and I know we talked about it in NBA with NBA 2K in the past. Um, I don't think anyone's surprised. I think a lot of people are just annoyed that it's another, you know, like they're doing it again. Um, I'm just going to reiterate, my, reiterate my, my feelings on this, and that's uh, it's a $60 game. It, the only advertisements that should be included in it are product placement. Uh, didn't we confirm this one's going to be $70? Um, the next-gen version is going to be $70, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah, exactly. It's seventy dollars for the fucking game, and that's not enough to cover the, the price. And you have absorbent amounts, absorbent amounts of uh, product placement. You can't go through that fucking game without seeing a, a Nike logo. No, no. In in, in I actually we were talking about this before. Like I stopped playing two K because of the the whole pregame bullcrap that you had to sit through that necessarily wasn't ads in and of itself, but it had, you know, products all over it. You know, this is the NBA pregame brought to you by yada, yada. And, that, and to some degree, I get you're trying to keep, you're trying to keep it as real as possible, but come on. That realism is just convenient. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like it's like they're using that as like a scapegoat to get more money from somebody else because they're not getting enough money from us because fuck sports games at this point. I'll say yeah, it. like the only really the only cost that 2K has every fucking year is the licensing fee. But they're in a multi-million dollar contract with the NBA. I honestly don't know how much of a factor that really is because exactly. Because we know that they don't change the fucking game year to year. They accidentally leave shit that says 2018 and the 2019 version of the game or vice or, you know, 2019 and the 2020 version of the game. True. <laughs> like we've seen that multiple times from them and like the same bugs are still present in the game that were present in it two years ago. Uh yeah, it's like the the game doesn't change. It actually doesn't cost anything to for them to ship it out. They just change rosters and stats a little bit. That's I mean, that's and I don't think that's like a a dirty secret or like a hidden secret. Like everybody knows that. So, yeah, again, if it's a $60 game, the only advertisements I should be seeing in it are your product placements that you use to cover your production costs. You know, it Yeah. And I liken this, I liken this, I think the last time I likened this to Netflix, right? Like if I'm watching Netflix and I'm paying, or better yet, like if I actually buy a DVD, right? I buy like the uh, 4K Ultra HD HDR edition of, you know, whatever. I don't think you can put HDR on a, on a Blu-ray or whatever. But, you know, if you, <laughs> you know, 4K Ultra HD blu-ray version of the newest star wars movie and it stops me in the middle of my fucking star wars movie to shovel me some fucking twinkies i'm gonna be fucking pissed (laughs) yeah or i mean hell i mean even if they just like put unskippable ads at the beginning of of the movie you know like like in the previews like oh and i mean you you know that menu button on your remote not gonna work this time friend yeah yeah getty getty yeah, no, it, I just figured we'd bring it up just because it's worth bringing up, but it's, I don't think anyone's surprised, and it's no. also a little, it's a little hard to be outraged about it just because it's, it happened, you know, it happens so much right now, and it's like, you really, the only people who can make this stop are the actual core players of those games, who are just yeah. going to flat out refuse not to buy the next game, but... I mean, that's the only way you're going to get that to stop. Which is unfortunate because they're pro- 2K will start throwing it in probably other games then. You know, they'll probably start throwing it in GTA 5 or, you know, some of that other stuff. Yeah, they'll just find other ways to do it. Yep. Um, oh, absolutely. I don't put it past them at all. Yeah. Uh, Anything else on this on this topic? It's no. frustrating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's kind of where it's at. It's just frustrating. One thing I did want to bring up that's mm-hmm. not necessarily pertain to this, mm-hmm. but uh, the U.S. government has now filed a lawsuit against Google for an antitrust uh, yeah. uh, claim. Yeah. Which, the, I mean, the DOJ, yep. And what was it, like 11 states? I'm not sure. But I mean, it doesn't technically affect gaming right now, mm-hmm. but it's something that could in the future. So just an FYI. Yeah, I, I, s- 
yeah i saw that story and i i decided i was gonna start keeping up on it we'll probably talk about it here in a, in a week or so to see what the findings yeah. really are um i was actually watching something earlier today and they whatever new i think it was like cnbc or something like that that they mentioned they were talking about it and they said you know the the last antitrust lawsuit to be filed by the doj against the tech company was like in the 90s with microsoft and that was a 10-year lawsuit right like it, it spanned like it spanned two administrations like that tax money <laughs> yeah what are we gonna do with that tax money so it'll it'll take it'll take a while that's gonna be one of those things that there's a lot of money on the line for google there's a lot of money on the line for the government and so it's gonna you know they they're gonna take their sweet ass time going through that um i wouldn't be surprised i have no idea how long this show is gonna last as an entity <laughs> but this show might end before that lawsuit does <laughs> who fucking knows <laughs> fair um yeah yeah uh anything else that we wanted to mention news wise conversation wise no not that i can think of I think super important i will say like i just i just did find something out that i think is actually kind of relevant to obviously to the current times mm -hmm. um and, and regardless of your political beliefs this is actually still pretty outstanding but aoc has been streaming among us on twitch to 380 395 000 viewers right now jesus yeah that's a lot well she's got like pokimane on with her right uh yeah she's got lupo pokey myth she's got a whole bunch of people with her and and literally, like it, it, it's just been using it to convince people to go vote. That's it. That's all. I mean, that's all it is. Just go vote. Yeah. Um, but I, just, I think that's, I think that's pretty incredible that people are using Twitch now. You know, which is a lot of our primary space is on Twitch to actually just like reach out to the younger audiences and say, hey, listen, you want change? Go vote. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yourself. Educate yourself big. If uh, if you can. If you still can, make sure you're registered. The election mm -hmm. is in uh what did I figure it today? I think it's is it fifteen days? Sixteen days, I think. It's close. So we got a, we got eleven left in this month and it's on the third, so that's what the what's fourteen days? Fourteen days? Yeah, because it's on a Tuesday. So yeah, it's two weeks from today. Yeah. Go vote. Um yeah, I'm going fucking crazy at work, by the way. Um people who don't know, uh this is actually let me just do a quick little PSA. If a TV station or radio station is on the public airwaves, they legally have to play the political ads. Do not call the radio stations and complain about the political ads. We legally cannot do anything about it. They give us money, we have to air them. It's the fucking law. <laughs> Yep, they buy the space, you know. Um, so please stop complaining about it. As someone who has to schedule them, trust me, I have it fucking worse. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, end the show before I get too salty about <laughs> people's general ignorance of how shit works. Uh, um, Mr. Greenlee, what's coming up on your channel? 
Um, well, I'm going to be playing some Call of Duty. Um, hopefully this will be my last week of Call of Duty forever. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, they they really got to straighten up before I can, you know, um, say yes or no. But I'm, I'm going to give them a chance. Uh, we're playing that uh, qualifiers this week. That's tomorrow and uh, Friday. We have those qualifiers. And then if everything goes good with that. Uh, we'll move on to the Pro-Am on the 27th, so it really just depends on how that goes. But after that, I'm probably going to play some Destiny, um, hopefully uh, Cold War after that. Um, Cyberpunk's coming out next month, so hype for that. But you can catch me up on uh, twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite, um, and that's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then all my socials are just Mr. Green Elite like normal. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Padre, what's coming up on your channel? Man, I've got a busy week ahead of me. Um, I don't have anything going on tomorrow, but Thursday at 4 p.m. I'm going to start this uh, this game called Dropsy. Uh, it's kind of like a little adventure game with a clown. Looks looks really fun. Had it suggested to me by somebody who Wait, knows what, what kind that? of Goatsy? content I like. Dro- no, no. <laughs> Dropsy? Um, it, don't Google G-O-A-T-S-E. Don't do it. Um, that's Goatsy. Don't. You won't. Don't Google that. Um. <laughs> and then uh and then actually from 2 p.m central or 2 a.m central sorry 2 a.m central to 6 a.m central i'm going to be doing a block for uh an extra life fundraiser on the stream fluencers channel um which is kind of which has been kind of organized by havoc he's a, a twitch partner that put together a really good charity organization you know kind of like a charity streamers organization and uh i volunteered to take a spot in that in the middle of the fucking night um then Friday, I'm gonna actually be doing a bonus stream at uh, gonna do 4 p.m. Central again. Uh, Dreadx Collection three drops already. You know, Dreadx Collection two just came out a few months ago, and I'm really excited for three. Um, and I'll be doing a giveaway of one of the keys because the devs gave me a key, and I decided I was like, you know what? Uh, I asked their permission. Can I use this for a giveaway? I'm gonna go ahead and buy the game to support the devs, and they said that was cool. Um, and then Saturday uh, at noon, I'm actually going to start my second playthrough of Little Misfortune, doing all my I'll do all opposite picks on everything. See what kind of different decisions, like every decision that we made throughout the game. If we come across it again, we're making the opposite. And then that night, I don't know, I have something playing with some dude. Um, <laughs> that's that's pretty much the rest of my week here. And then Monday, uh, I'm actually going to be doing a, a mental health uh, talk show on another channel. Uh, so I've got a busy few days ahead of me. Dope. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm like Rebs Finn TV everywhere you can find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, people know your socials now. Um, at least they should. Uh, Andy, what's coming up on your channel? Coming up on my channel, I have no idea what I'm going to be streaming for the rest of the fucking week. Um, I might have to go like buy a new car. Um, depending on my situation here, and then um, I don't know. Uh. I've been really enjoying just doing Killing Floor. Uh, I kind of want to do, like, maybe a Deceit Night or something soon. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing, is Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. Or no, 7 7, uh, p.m. CST with Mr. Revsven here is the third annual Spookathon. So if you guys have a scary story you want us to read that you have written yourself, you guys can get yourselves submitted uh, information down in the panel, um, in my contest panel on my stream. And then also, um, 
it's also on uh in the episode description of youtube and stuff like that uh the best winner uh the best the best story the winner gets a 25 dollars steam gift card uh write your stories punks i want to read your shit write your stories punks dethrone the champion which is mr green elite i wanted the competition yes uh i know we have um one story written right now i still have to write mine uh um, i have two stories in the works Oh. One for the submission, one for Fonzies. One for Fonzies, ooh. ooh. I, it's going to be great, too. Yeah. Um, and then I will say, work has been kicking my ass, like, real hard. Um, so, like, next week, I might not be doing anything other than the podcast. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, uh so yeah that's the plans right now we'll see kind of what i'm doing this week we'll 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 kind of we'll we'll see um other than that guys you can find me on twitter at danny k d-a-n-i-e-c-a-e as well as instagram under that name um yeah it, we got of course guys we appreciate you joining us every week and hopefully we provided you some good value in making some purchasing decisions uh and some things to maybe avoid if you guys missed any part of the show this week you guys can find us on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found uh if you guys want to help support the show here are a couple ways to do it you guys can like and subscribe on youtube you can tell your friends and if you're also on youtube if you answer the question of the week which is what is your favorite game in a particular franchise you'll also help us out quite a bit so those are some easy free ways to help support the show and help us grow and help more people uh other than that, guys, is there anything else that we wanted to mention? Anything else we wanted to talk about? Anything else we wanted to... Go vote. Yeah, vote. Make sure Go you vote. register to vote. Some states actually have a cutoff time. Make sure you guys are within your cutoff time. Like, I think Arizona or Virginia or something like that like just had like their cutoff last week. So make sure... And some states don't have a cutoff. Just make sure you're registered to vote and then make plans to go vote. Other than that, I think we can uh, probably end it here, huh? Yes, I think sir. so. All right, guys, have a great rest of your week and keep fighting the good fight. Goodbye. Get this. I love.